follow you fantasy cosmographers. A week two is in the books. Chubb's injury is the death knell for the streets meet. Drews is two weeks away from a tank. Scrubs have 11 players in the top 100, and none of them are Jamar Chase. And the Nuts are atop the power rankings. Exactly how we predicted, right, boys? That That's right. I think that's spot on if you go back and listen to our offseason. That sounds like exactly what we would say. Easy. You can't ask. Is like I think nuts. the part that I'm thinking of right now, you know, just honestly, I, I really feel like we need to get a little bit more attention. I, I know we're the most popular niche fantasy football podcast in the mid-Atlantic region, but <laughs> we need to go nationwide. We're getting there. We're getting there. I was in uh where was I last weekend? Somewhere out west, Texas. And and I was spreading the gospel, man. Somebody asked me, uh, what is one fun fact you want me to know about you? And I said, I have a fantasy football podcast that has uh has uh, over two hundred listeners every week. I might have sized that up, but whatever. Yeah. Or at least Tim is listening hundred and ninety times and helping pad our stats every week. And for that, we appreciate you. <laughs> I do have devastating news. Unfortunately, our viewers or listeners, I should say, was cut in half last week. We only had mm-hmm. 60 downloads. So the good news, though, is we are about 100 downloads away from breaking last year's full season record. So wow. we're on the way up. It's like no matter what. It's you an upcoming, up and coming talent is what yeah. we really are. Yeah. You know how albums can go like platinum and gold? Pretty sure we're almost there in the podcast status sphere. So uh, exciting times, the Matt podcast. All right, let's get on to our recap. And I have a little bit of a treat today. And I have to say this one goes out to CJ for giving me the idea. But I put into ChatGPT all of the stats from week two and asked it to give us a fair, kind review of our games. And uh, I mean, I think it did a pretty spot on job. So I think each game I'm going to introduce, I'm going to give what JetGBT thought of it. I'm going to start off, Dave, with your game. Because I thought this was really just on the on the head. Well, what is it? Hit the hammer on the head. Hit the hammer, hammer on the head. Monocacy Streets meets versus the Vienna Rams are the best. Rams are the best one, 147 to 91. And ChatGPT said, the Monocacy Street meet lost Nick Chubb and with them, their dignity. Vienna Rams are the best made mincemeat out of them. Maybe next time, street meet, try not to play like your past your expiration date. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, some <laughs> of his players are past their expiration date, <laughs> sadly. Uh, so I don't think he had a choice. Yeah, um, when uh, when I when I closed my eyes before the season and I thought, you know, what could this team be with that wide receiver crew? Uh, this this is what I hoped for. So hopefully we can keep it going. I when Jamar, uh, sorry, Justin Jefferson is got three hundred yards on the season so far. I I think seventy three dollars somehow as a discount i don't know all right next game off we have the arlington uh darlings versus the jag off the darlings won 119 to 105 not ChatGPT's best but it looked close until monday night but the arlington darlings won handedly leaving jagging off to well jag off that's ChatGPT said that that's ChatGPT. <laughs> Dirty. Well, rated R. Hey. This is a kids' podcast, ChatGPT. Lord. Well done, gentlemen. I have it up on the screen. By the way, the scores are not correct. Uh, apparently, for an AI, it's extremely bad at math. But would you like to read some of them off? I feel like a little selfish, right? No, now. I want to whine about this for a quick second because. Yeah. Uh, over in Darnstown, we've been having a lot of injury rows, and we thought, you know. Okay, we can take some of these injury rows, but it seems like my bad luck is following me to whichever players I'm rooting for. I'm rooting against Arlington Darlings. I have their first round pick. And jagging off some Jamal Williams was in prime position to score two touchdowns. Tony Jones, two two yard touchdowns. Those are Jamal Williams touchdowns, but he's hurt in the first quarter, just like all of my team. 
all of my team plays. They play, and then they get hurt in the first quarter. And also, the players that I'm rooting for, Jamal Williams. I'm done. That's it. No, no, that's fair. And I think it's appropriate to introduce your game. Uh, the Darnstown Drews lost to the Philly Citywide 67-99. to Chet GPT says, Drews' Joe Burrow and Brock Purdy were more like Joe Bur- Blurry and Brock Pudgy on the field. Philly's Lamar Jackson, on the other hand, was busy making highlight reels. Drews might want to change, consider a name change to Darnstown Ouch. Wow. Wow. It's in there. Yeah, the wordplay there. Oh. <laughs> Darnstown Ouch. It has a nice ring to it, doesn't it? It's in there. Uh, what's sad is those are my two best players by far. <laughs> Joe Blurry and Brock. Oh. Of course, one of them ended up on the injury list, but. Oh, God. Um, all right. Dave, you want to take the next one? This is the sure. end. Sure. Uh, Breezewood Nuts uh, beat the Imesville Cartographers 150 to 77. Chat GBT said the Imesville Cartographers couldn't map their way to a victory, even if they had GPS. Breezewood Nuts cracked the competition wide open leaving the cartographers lost and wandering aimlessly. Maybe next time, cartographers, try not to map out a route to failure. Um yeah, the other just quick shout out here, Breezewood Nuts uh, scored the most points in the league in week two. Um, you know, unfortunately, Nick Chubb hurt, but the the news for Breezewood Nuts is they they have Jerome Ford. They might have just gotten a, a running back one on their team. Um, and this was a team who was second in the league in points last week, um, and currently leading our league in points forced. Um, so, yeah, shout out to them top our power rankings right now top the power rankings and i mean honestly ford looking good broke off that 75 yard run to help pad stats but i mean to be honest what a huge gap for them and the fact that they were starting jerome ford in this game (laughs) sorry i'm reading ahead unreal um all right let's go on to uh the scrubs drew you want to take this one recap virginia ground and pound got Pounded into the ground. Frederick Scrubs, despite their names, weren't the runs getting scrubbed this week. Um, just so you guys know, there's a little bit of a special going on in the background about this game, right? About these two teams. That's all I'm going to give you. And sometime in the next two weeks, um, we, we're having a, a special uh, eyewitness report from this game. <laughs> I cannot imagine what this is going to be, but I'm very excited that the target is not me for once. Um, and by the Love way, the person, Virginia ground and pound got pounded into the ground. <laughs> Let me also say something about this. It is about that exact sentence. <laughs> the um, By the way, just for the record, the scrubs beat Virginia ground and pound 132 to 122. Next matchup, we have Fancy Footwork versus Joe's Primo team. Uh, despite Joe's Primo team's impressive performance last week, uh, they lost 109 to 121. ChatGPT's recap Joe's Primo team, more like Joe's Limbo team, because they just keep lowering the bar. Fancy Footwork danced all over them, leaving the Primos in the dust. Uh- the next matchup, the Lewisburg Luchadors versus the Maniunk Loose Cannons. Luchadors moved to 2-0 with a 119-88 win. Um, the recap here, the Maniunk Loose Cannons misfired in a spectacular display of ineptitude. Lewisburg Luchadors wrestled them to the ground with ease. Maybe next time, Loose Cannons, try not to shoot blanks. <laughs> Oof. It's, just, it's like going after his man a little bit. Like, it's damn brutal. Uh, all right, last one, but certainly not the least. The parakeets broke the bank on Patrick Mahomes, but it seems like they got the discount double-check version instead of the MVP. The home run hitter spent $42 on Tannehill and got the same production. 
<laughs> the parakeets might want to consider flying south for the winter after that performance. I think Byron wrote this one. I forgot I did it. I think Byron <laughs> wrote this one. <laughs> I forgot I did it. <laughs> you put in more. You put in. You put. How, you have to have put in more into the input. I put in. I put. I. It's the the full table of. So essentially, I did. You download. So if anyone wants to know if they want to copy it for their own links, actually, this is probably good information. What I did is I downloaded uh full rosters off of RTS, and then I downloaded the top player scores. The roster downloads allow you to get salaries and names and their teams as and the top players obviously give you the points from that particular week and then you just oh. actually put the table in and you just ask it to do a recap and it's it's pretty good gotcha so that's why they have the scores different is because they they're not the actual starts and whatnot no actually i have no idea why you did this <laughs> <laughs> It should, it should be able to add this up. So hold on, though. The discount double check version instead of the MVP. That's good. Brilliant. That's good. So brilliant. So brilliant. So um, yeah. In the ground. Uh, I, I will say into the ground. I will say that I ran it three different times, and I took the best version of each one of them. So that's yeah. why it's kind of like different cadences. Like some, like this one's a little bit longer, or I'll bring up some players. But yeah, no, I brilliant. Couldn't be happier. With the first results of ChatGPT screwing the league over, I think it's time for our next segment. By the way, Dave. Yeah, so we're gonna just look at real quick. Um, gonna throw some questions to you guys. You know, we we're two weeks into the season, long way to go, but never too early to make some uh, kind of bold statements here, boys. So we're gonna start with you know we have we have four two and O teams. Um, I'll start with you, Drew. Between Philly Citywide, Breezewood Nuts, Lewisburg Luchadors, and Vienna Rams are the best. Which 2-0 team is most likely to miss the playoffs? It's a tough one um, because I think there's two that kind of stand out. But um, I'm going to go I'm going to go with the Lewisburg Luchadors here. Um, and I'm not 100% confident on that because I think that they do have a division with a couple people that are out. And I think I look up north and I'm not 100% sure Monocacy Street Meat's going to rebound to claim a playoff spot there. Um, but I think if I'm just looking at the rosters, which one uh, am I shakiest on? Um, I think it's Lewisburg and, and some shaky quarterback play. Yeah, I think that's a fair one. I'm going to go maybe with your other choice, which is Philly Citywide. Obviously, Citywide 2-0, that's what the category is. And some exciting players, Aaron Jones comes back. Keen Allen's been playing really well. A.J. Brown should start playing better than he has. But you got to just be concerned with the running back room. Uh, he's starting Joshua Kelly. Cam Akers just went to the Vikings after kind of a wild trade this week, and you don't really know how they're going to split the carries with Madison. So kind of interesting to see how it moves forward, uh, especially after Eckler comes back and one has to assume Joshua Kelly. I know Drew doesn't, doesn't believe this, but Joshua Kelly goes back to kind of a minor piece. Oh, I believe that he would go back to a minor piece. I just don't think we're going to hold our breath on Eckler coming back. On the uh, on the other side of the spectrum, we have four zero and two teams after two weeks: the Monocacy Street Meet, the Manny Uncloose Cannons, the Imesville Cartographers, and the Darnstown Droosh. I'll start with you here, Byron. Which zero and two team is most likely to right the ship uh, and make a playoff run? As much as I gleefully watch Drew flounder in the first couple of weeks of every season i understand that he has one of the best rosters in the league he's got some minor injuries without anyone actually being ir which tells me that the coaches aren't overly concerned about said injuries so they're probably being careful but once this squad has all of the talent back they're one of the best in the league, and it's very possible that he could start 0-3 or even 0-4 and still easily walk into the playoffs. I'm not afraid whatsoever. And I think once he's in the playoffs, he's at least a top three team. 
Yeah, I disagree. Um, I think you're underestimating these injuries right now. Um, I, I bet that's six of my like top seven players. Um, and I think these types of injuries scare the living shit out of me. They're they're injuries that I think are lingering. Christian Watson, just I don't know what's going on there. Don't know what's going on with Austin Eckler, but that came out of nowhere. IU came out of nowhere. Um, and Deontay Johnson's on IR, so already one player on IR, a bunch of players in, in bad shape. So I'm just gonna go with loose cannons by uh by default i think they're the next best team of this bunch they have some receivers and they have puka nakua right god i got puka and they got a couple quarterbacks baker mayfield's playing um pretty decently for him so um i think he's the next one up i i think my season is in a lot of trouble i have six of my top seven players it's nuts yeah, obviously the first two weeks, both division games, as we know, head-to-head matters in our league. It is the first tiebreaker. So, And uh, I'm going so- up against one this week, right? I'm going up against the loose cannons this week, and I'm, I'm, I'm without <laughs> probably six players. Uh, well, Go good ahead. luck to you there. Um, my next question, I'll, I'm going to... I'm going to go over to the banana stand division where the entire division is one and one. Um, we saw Frederick Scrubs... Uh, have to put up points to, to eke out Virginia ground and pound. We saw the home run hitters put up 147 points. And in week one, we saw the parakeets put up the most points in the league. Um, so my question here, boys, is what we thought would be a runaway division. Uh, have we changed our tune after two weeks? Um, is this division going to be a lot more fun? And could the banana stand division be the one to send multiple teams to the playoffs uh, whereas in the early going, we thought Dr. Funke's 100% natural good time family band division would be the one to send three or four teams. We'll start it over with you, Drew. I think they can send uh, multiple um, teams uh, to the playoffs, um, but I don't think we were wrong about how it will end up. I think we're seeing, if you're watching what's happening with Frederick's roster, even without that second quarterback, it scares you. It should scare every team in this league. I think they are far and away the scariest roster in terms of depth, and they should be able to make moves. Uh, but I do think you'll see a couple playoff teams come out of this division. Um, and I think uh, probably the Pennsylvania but I think all, you know, um, the other teams can can fight for it, uh, especially home run. Yeah, you know, I think this division has overperformed. To be honest, it just seems to me like we've hit maybe some of the best weeks these teams will have. Parakeets, obviously, the Madison news, or I should say the Cam Akers news, was not something that they wanted to hear about. Uh, The home run hitters, their team, while interesting, has, I would say, a lot of holes. Maybe Nico Collins and Lockett in London continue to put out double-digit performances. I have my doubts. Bryce Young got injured. Tannehill may be on the hot seat for the rest of his career. I don't know. I feel like this is a division that could easily implode with just a couple of injuries. So I think at the end of the day, the scrubs are on our way with it. All right. And and my last question here, um, last season's division winners, Monocacy Street Meet, Oh and two. I'm still cartographers. <laughs> oh and two. Darnstown Drush. Oh and two. Frederick Scrubs one and one with their win coming against the team who finished last place last year. Uh, my question is, boys, with last year's division winners being one and seven after two weeks, is this the most wide open setting up to be the most wide open season we've had? And after two weeks, which team has surprised you the most? So kind of a two-part question there. Uh, Byron, why don't you kick us off? And I think what should be noted is that in week two, Scott had two choices or two different teams he could have played, the Virginia ground and pound and the home run hitters. And had he played the home run hitters, he would also be 0-2 right now. So that would have shaken up into one of the most interesting starts of the league I think we've ever seen. I do think that the league is ridiculously flat this season. We've got Frederick Scrubs, who has no second quarterback after the Aaron Rodgers loss, but he's got a lot of depth. That's why he's the number one team in the league. He's still the number one team in the league, but it's gotten a lot closer because of that injury. 
And then all of a sudden you have all of these players, all of these teams that are having either good starts or good performances from players we didn't expect. Right now, I think fantasy, the Fantasy Pros website has four or five teams in the 90s. Remember, it plays off of the score, plays off of what the top team is. So the fact that there's so many teams in the 90s when usually in the you know, past three seasons since we've been looking at it, there's maybe three at most, and I think it's double that this season, speaks volumes to how flat the league is. Now, if I'm talking about a team that surprises me the most, well, I I think I have to say that it's, uh, I mean, the, the team that surprises me the most is the Darnestan Drush and how weak the performance is. The injuries are just piling up. That's the team that surprises me the most. But if I'm looking at it trying to be positive, I think it's got to be Vienna Rams are the best. Drew called it out in the beginning of the pre or at the end of the preseason podcast that your team was remarkably well put together. And I have to now, I'm watching it two weeks in a row, agree. There's been a lot of talk this season about the no running back strategy. You've embraced that pretty hard, but your wide receiver cores essentially bring you to a win each and every week. And so uh, congratulations, Dave, on once again, probably having another playoff team for the, what, ninth year in a row, eighth year in a row? Yeah, I mean, I obviously, Byron touched on that I that I agree, and I think his team's going to get better because I think some of those running backs are going to come online later in the season, right? So I think uh, that's, how, that's how it's built. And so, so yeah, I think it's going to get better barring injuries. Um, I, I'm just going to go with the team that scored the most points because if you tell me, Breeze would not try to score the most points when he's done. Jerome Ford and, and David Montgomery um, out there uh, as starters with, with who else, who knows who else. I mean, those running backs scared me, right? Like Tyreek Hill, Mike Evans, sure. I wasn't sold on Mike Evans and Marquise Brown, but they're both, what, Mike Evans got to be wide receiver two in our league. Um, I did not think that was going to happen with Baker Mayfield throwing the ball. Baker Mayfield never produces top wide receivers, so – um surprise there and and then you you have what you expect out of quarterback except Matt Stafford does not look like he's leading one of the worst offenses in the league he leaves like looks like he's leading one of the better ones um so I think there's surprises all up and down that roster that are hitting right now could be a two-week mirage um some of those things could regress to the mean but if you ask me right now surprise yeah the, the nuts having 280 points is is quite a surprise yeah that's just an excellent answer but I have to say that is it really a surprise Mike Evans made Johnny Manziel into a first-round pick. It, the, why yeah. do we constantly underrate this guy? <laughs> this is 100% fair. I shouldn't. But, I, I mean, Baker, he's made some good wide receivers bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we should get into predictions for the next week. Oh, actually, gentlemen, what am I talking about? We have a trade to review. We do have a trade to review. We have a trade to review. Thank I God. forget what the trade details were, but I know I want to talk about it. <laughs> I have to trade. The Einsville Cartographers received Noah Brown, Gerald Everett, Matt Breda, Greg Joseph, Nick Mullins, Darrence Johnson, Cole Turner, Sam Turr, Elijah Higgins, and a 2025 draft, first round draft pick. For, and the Pensive Parakeets, Ponskatani Pensive Parakeets received. Odell Beckham Jr., Hunter Henry, Darnell Mooney, Zach Wilson, Rashid Shahid, and Demario Douglas in exchange. Probably the trade with the most amount of players in it that we've ever seen. I don't know that for a fact, Dave, you are our historian. So do you think that it qualifies as the most? Uh, right up there for sure, if not the most. So let's go... Should we go with the angry one to review the trade first? Oh, okay. Dave. I want to go, Dave. Dave. Enough angry. By all means, please. What's your review of this trade? I So to, to me, there's a lot of pieces just to make um, contract work. The, the trade here, in my eyes, um, Imsville Cartographers, you know, the, the six players you gave up, probably headlined by Zach Wilson uh, for the 2025 first round pick. Um, you know, I think honestly for pensive parakeets, it's, it's adding a lot of depth across this board. Um, 
you know, possibly if like Mooney or OBJ, they could fall into that leading um, or starting wide receiver one week. But I don't know that those are people you want to rely on, at least from what we've seen so far this season. Um, I don't think Zach Wilson is someone he wants to rely on. But I think as we've seen with these injuries, it's it's not a bad thing to get depth. Um, you know, obviously bringing in four wide receivers, if someone goes down in front of them, that could boost these guys. So I don't know. I guess for Puxatati Pensive Parakeets, they're looking at their window, and their window is now. We've seen teams we thought would be ahead of them slip up. Um, so why not make the move? Um, I think as 90% of this league, we're going to regret trading all our 2025 first to Byron, uh, but it's already happened. He's, he's got what, 10 of them now. <laughs> so, uh, we're in it. So, um, yeah. And for Byron, I think anytime he can move an asset and get a 2025 asset, um, you know, that's sticking with his plan. So, um, yeah, well, I think, yeah. Before I dive into this trade, I want to say, um, Thank God uh, that Byron dropped Matt Breda, huh? Uh, didn't you? You you dropped Matt Breda for somebody uh, because someone else picked him up this week. And I was like, that <laughs> in hindsight would have been uh, hilarious for Byron to then turn around after a 150-yard day for Matt Breda and get another 25 first. But I love the idea of this trade from Pensive right like there's a really smart idea in this trade and and the idea is what's my weakness is pensive i start out i'm really top loaded top heavy team and i don't have depth and so i'm going to go out and i'm going to trade a 2025 first not for one star or this i'm just going to turn my weakness into a strength except you this is this is just a steaming pile of shit you traded for it's just a steaming pile of shit. The best player you trade for, the best assets, Hunter Henry. Like maybe you have a tight end that's playable. I'm not sure. I forget who your tight end was before this, to be quite honest. Maybe that's the best thing. I don't think you're trading a 25 first for him though. Um, and so Zach Wilson, quarterback, I guess you could say like, oh, he's a starter, but come on, nobody's falling for Zach Wilson. And now you see it after one week. It's not a, he's not a viable player in this league. And so, I love the idea, and that's why I'm not going to give it an F in any way, shape. It's not one of the worst trades because, like, the idea of it, I think, is spot on. It's just these players are the wrong ones, um, and you traded for them, you know, all of the, you know, a couple of the players you traded for with high value and Hunter Henry and Zach Wilson, the rest. I just maybe just moonshot. Like, you, you really need to hit the lottery for any of them to be worth it. Movie interest you at all yeah. to know that after I did this trade i've got multiple people that texted me offering or totally telling me they should i should have let them know that those players were available including zach wilson who someone would have traded me apparently a first straight up now i know i can completely understand you guys being credulous incredulous about this statement right like you just have to take my word for it that this happened I believe it. I just don't understand, guys, why you're so not valuing your 25 first. And I don't understand. Zach Wilson, what are you and, getting? And Rish it was a 2024 first. I'm sorry. Oh, that's even worse. And then Rashid Shaheed was, I was going to get what is definitely going to be a early second round pick in 2024. Uh, that was the other offer immediately. And I just want to say, people, I have literally. I don't know how much clearer that I have to be. Everyone on my team is for sale. So, oh, so assume that I'm, I'm, I'm like a little bit excited <laughs> at the prospects, except for the fact that all of the uh, all of their first round picks you're gonna own by the time I have to take. Like, if my team continues to get, I'm like a little bit excited. Like, I have better players than Rashid Shahid to throw around, so that's good. And yeah, I mean, I, quarterbacks I think, and Zach Wilson to throw around, so that's good. Yeah, I think if you could find the right trade partner out there, like OBJ could have gone by himself for a late second, Darnell Mooney for a second, Zach Wilson sounds like you could have gotten a first, but let's just say he would have gotten a second. Rahid, yeah, Rashid Shahid, I know Drew just crapped on him, but you pair him with the Mario Douglas, and I'm sure again you could get a late second. So. Um, you know, you package all those together and, and I'm playing devil's advocate here, Drew, 
maybe you could have gotten in the right package four seconds. Um, I'd say that's equivalent to a 25 first, especially again, a team who's got two star running backs on cheap deals who, uh, you know, I'm sure Evan plans to compete next year. I mean, he's only paying Mahomes $130 next year. So he's got plenty of cap space available. Um, but anyway, I, yeah. I, ironically, I think Shahid is starting for parakeets right now. Um, we should probably dive into this week. How about that? Let's do That's it. Great. All right. So the first matchup that we have, week three. We're going to review the crap. It just literally said, oh, it's because the game's just started. That's all right. I have more or less memorized or we'll make up on the fly better lines than Byron. So we're going to okay. start with Philly Citywide versus Imesville Cartographers. Philly Citywide are 41-point favorites. Uh, Drew, we'll start with you. Uh, anything to add here? No. <laughs> What's that? There we go. All right. Um, I'm thinking the Cartographers, by the way. Feeling good. Uh, they, they do appear to have started a lineup this week. I started a lineup last week. They would have beaten me last week. <laughs> yeah. I would have beaten multiple teams. I, th- uh, I think just me last week. Yeah, All just right. me. Next matchup we're going to look at is Breezewood Nuts versus Fancy Footwork. Um, I think Breezewood Nuts are 17-point favorites. Uh, we'll start with you again, Drew. Hopefully we'll get more talking points. You like the nuts to to keep the the hot streak alive and move to three now? Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, I don't like anyone uh, starting Sean Tucker and, and James Conner at uh, at running back. Um, so yeah, I do. I don't. I don't think there's much to to go through with this matchup. I mean, it's it's possible C.J. Stroud and Desmond Ritter can put up enough points to get them close. C.D. Lamb can go off. So it's not within the realm of possibilities that Fancy keeps us within 17. If there's some bad games from Breezewood Nuts' side, I just think they'll do it. I have to say that James Conner has started the season off far better than I would have assumed. However, against Dallas, I yeah, that's not the matchup you want. Yeah, looks like the trade for Deion Jackson, not the running back to own there. Um, you know, he didn't give up much, but uh, but yeah. Counting down the minutes until Jonathan Taylor returns. I think Breezewood Nuts does move uh, to 3-0, and 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 I think they cover the number this week. Um, next, we're going to look at Jagannoff versus Frederick Scrubs. Uh, Scrubs, 13-point favorites. Byron, we'll start with you. Does the new Frederick Ground and Pound uh, run with these three running backs and, and start a little winning streak here this season? Yeah, I think we, we do see it. Uh, Scott earlier in the week was playing around and had all of his backups in and he was still six points favorites in this matchup. So I think it speaks volumes about just how good this team is. Eventually, Jamar Chase is going to go off. Eventually, the Burrow connection is going to make sense. But even without a second quarterback, this team is just good. Now, jagging off, you got to love some of the performance, uh, the performances from Cousins and Prescott, but Elliott and Cook are just dangerous. You don't want to be starting Elliott. I just don't see this working out in the long run. So I think Scrubs go to two and one. And uh, you know what? I think uh, Scrubs covers the matchup as well, or the spread. Yeah, I agree. Um, the Just the running backs, you know, you were hoping for something out of Dalvin Cook, and he's not. I mean, Granted, you played the Cowboys the second week, and he's been warming up with the Jets, so it could get better. Um, I think it will, but that's not what you expected. All right. Next, we're looking at the Vienna Rams are the best versus the home run hitters. Rams are the best are eight-point favorites. Um, Drew, we saw the home run hitters put up 66 points in week one and then 147 points in week two. Who are the real home run hitters? Are they going to keep this close and pull off the upset this week? I mean, I think they're smack dab in the middle of that right right now. If I'm if I'm looking at this roster, I think that they have you know some question marks at wide receivers, but Nico Collins looks like the real deal. Um, to be honest, and so like I don't think he's going to put those numbers up all season, but I think he's going to be a good startable player. I think Drake London 
um, will eventually, you know, really come online. He did a little bit last week. And so with that said, give me the Rams. Uh, I think just the firepower is too much. Uh, his wide receivers are, are, are really hot. And, and Sam Howell looked like a confident quarterback last week after not looking like a confident quarterback his first week. So let's see which one it is. This is a good test to see. Yeah, if I'm going to take the – I will take the Rams over this. I think the home run hitters are going to be all over the place this season and probably go as Tyler Lockett goes. You know, he always is, has like a 200- or 40-point game every season, maybe a few of them, and then the rest is kind of just like mediocre. I think that's essentially what Clay's team does. Buffalo against Washington this week with a hurricane wind or hurricane rain warning in the Washington area. Uh, uh, whoops. Couldn't, didn't, couldn't be a better time for Rams are the best. I didn't uh, know that. <laughs> luckily, we have the Bills defense. So if Sam Owl does uh, come back down to earth, um, we'll get some boost there. Um, I'm obviously making this up as I go. But uh, I'm saying it with confidence, guys. So we're next going to go to Joe's Primo team against the 2-0 and o Luchadors. We're making Joe's Primo team five-point favorites this week. Drew, we'll throw it over to you. Can they beat the Luchadors and give them the first loss of the season? Uh, I, I think so. Um, look, I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be real close. Um, I think... Uh, the Luchadors will have an edge at wide receiver, a slight one, but not like a, a big one because there's some some question marks there too. But Debo gets a plus up because Ayuk's out tonight. Um, so uh, with that said, though, I think Joe's Primo team will uh, will hold on and win. I have no confidence in this matchup. I don't did, know. Did you say that there's going to be hurricane winds in Florida this week? No, DC. I think it's hurricane rain, hurricane rains, rains from a hurricane hitting the the Washington area. Yeah, because I was like that completely changes my view of two of this week. Uh, yeah. So honestly, with I don't know what Anthony Richardson's situation is with the concussion. I should probably double check that right now. I assume he doesn't play just because of how bad last season was with Tua. I think they're going to be extra cautious. So I think he doesn't play, and I think that obviously hurts Alex. Give me the Luchadors to cover and kind of continue the crazy trends. Yeah. They win? Justin Fields called out his coaches this week. He, I, I forget his exact quote, but something like, stop making me think. Basically, <laughs> or, yeah. <laughs> so, Make him play robotic because he's yeah. got to think. Playing like a robot because he's thinking. So I think we have a, a non-thinking Justin Fields, and we see you know one of those hundred-plus-yard rush games against the Chiefs um, that one of those uh, did down the stretch last year. So it's one of those Kyler Kyler Murray esque quotes <laughs> that <laughs> so yeah, that's not a good sign, is it? However, there are some really choice. And I'll have them off the top of my head. Ben Roethlisberger quotes from his career that make you go, okay, well, it's still possible to be like say some dumb shit yeah interesting note boys last year's pick one one on the bench for the second straight week for the luchadors and since we brought up defense uh excuse me bears coaching do you guys hear about their defensive coordinator house got raided i did see that i did see that but i wild he also quit right yeah he resigned he resigned I, I did see that, but I'm switching my pick. Sorry, I forgot. Uh, Joe's Primo team is Cowboys D going up against Arizona. So I was just going to say my <laughs> last fun fact of this matchup, the current, after two weeks, number one fantasy player in our league is still Dallas yeah. defense. Yeah. And this week they play the Arizona Cardinals. Boys, I think after week three, Dallas defense – will still be the number one player. I think there's a high chance. In our league. There's a real uh, shot at it. But give me the luchadors to move to 3-0. and All right. Big injury, though. Trevon Diggs for Joe's Primo team. That's big. Yeah. We're going over to your matchup, Drush. A battle of the 0-2 teams. Darnstown Drush versus the Manny Unk Loose Cannons will make Drush two-point favorites in this matchup. Is it too early to say must win, Byron? Who do you have this week? You know, I don't think it's... I think it's a must-win game for Chad. I think, again, Drew's team, as I already 
so eloquently put it, is going to be fine in the long run. You know what, though? This game does not feel like it's going to go well for the Drush. I just, there's a lot of people out. So I think they do go 0-3. Give me the loose cannons. You're giving me, you're making me a two-point favorite. Lock it in and, and let me bet, like, five my life savings on it. <laughs> okay. Like, no. I think the site had me as a 17-point underdog, and that's when they think Watson's playing, and they think uh, Burrow's playing, and they think uh, Tony's playing. And right now, I think two of those three are trending no, and Burrow's kind of trending maybe not. Um, and to put it in perspective, not only are they hurt, but then I want to put in uh, Zay Jones. He's also trending out. Justice Hill. I just picked him up, and now he's trending out. Um, Austin Eckler, obviously. Out. I mean, there's I mean, <laughs> yeah. no. I'm not winning this week. I think Donald Parham and Van Jefferson for Drew. Logan Thomas <laughs> is also <laughs> trending out. It's it's wild. The people that are hurt. I'm just surprised my kickers are good to go. Um, and Brock Purdy's out there right now, giving All me right. one point. Let me points. rephrase the question. Will Puka outscore Darnstown Drush this week? Uh, sounds like he has a chance to do it. Will by- he outscore my wide receivers by himself? Absolutely. Puka <laughs> will outscore my wide receivers unless Marvin Mims catches a 90-yard bomb. Like, that's it. Uh, all right. Next, we're going to move over to the Monocacy Street Meet versus Virginia Ground and Pound. Um, despite the injuries... Monocacy Street Meat are five-point favorites this week um, after losing Nick Chubb. Uh, Byron, do you like Monocacy Street Meat to get their first win, or does Virginia ground and pound move to two and one? I believe that Chad GBT had it correct when they said that Street Meat was expired. I think this team is going to rocket downwards. I think probably every player on the team is for sale. He does have two quarterbacks, though, assuming for the same reasons that I do, that Richardson's not going to play. He's got Gardner Minshew in. So there's always a chance. But when A.J. Dillon and Tony Jones Jr. are your running backs one and two, no matter how well Kelsey and St. Brown do, doesn't look good. Give me Virginia ground and pound. Yeah, and in the preview of 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 next week's special, ground and pound, just ground and pound. Uh, they need to own their identity. I think is what this is about. It's about it's about culture in Virginia, and uh, we're going to hear more about that culture next week, or maybe in two weeks, depending on how lazy I am. Yeah, so maybe three, maybe four weeks. Um, since Gardner Minshew came in the game last week, um, Michael Pittman caught eight catches. Um, so, uh, I guess Michael Pittman actually caught eight catches in week one. I didn't realize that, but caught eight, eight passes from Gardner Minshew last week. Uh, I think we'll see some production there. Um, Travis Kelsey, you know, will be back in his second week though. I mean, he still had a double digit point week last week. At some point we're going to see, I guess we already saw it last week, but we're going to see that Jalen Hurts put up, you know, more 25-point games. Um, maybe a little bit of an upset, but give me street meat to be ground and pound this week. Um, I have one matchup left or two? I believe we have to still go with the parakeets, you think? Yeah. And the darlings. I was saving, I was saving them for last. They're the last? Yep. Let's do it. Arlington Darlings one and one face the Puxatawney Pensive Parakeets one and one. Um, boys, we're making this an even pick 'em here. Byron, we will start with you. Which team moves to the all important two and one? Well, I think Parakeets had the dream start week one, but sometimes you just can't stop a dream. And it's my dream. It's my dream to see the Darlings on top of this league, to win it all, not just one season, but for the next eight seasons in a row. And for that reason, I never pick against Mike. Give me the Darlings in a pick on. Give me the Darlings if they're 20-point underdogs. I choose the Darlings every time. I lock them in. Evan, 
Evan, I hate to break it to you, buddy. Get your players and put them in the infirmary. Um, it's going to be close. It's going to come down to the wire, and right when you need somebody, they're going to get hurt. You're going to need multiple people. They're all going to get hurt. It's just coming for you. The Darnstown Drew Schluck is coming for you. Give me Arlington Darlings. I know it's against the rule, but I also lock it in. <laughs> I lock it in as well. I'm rooting against you, Mike, and you will win. That's it. Week one, Arlington Darlings matchup comes down to Monday night, almost comes all the way back, lose in heartbreaking fashion. Week two, Arlington Darlings matchup comes down to Monday night, an injury on the other side, uh, as well as some points from the Darlings, pushes Darlings ahead. For the third week in a row, I think this matchup for Mike Ryan comes down to Monday night. Unfortunately, he has no one. And the Parakeets have an Eagles defense going against Baker Mayfield. Um, boys, I'm going to go with the Parakeets on the other side of this matchup to, in heartbreaking fashion, hurt the Darlings on Monday night. So we can hope. Um, Darnstown, we do. Good luck to all. But uh, yeah, I think that one comes comes down to Monday. Weekly awards. Last week we had two weekly awards. By the way, in the future, I'm going to send a quote to Byron before this so he can play the quote. Last Ooh. week was, I feel sorry for the little kickers that weigh 165 to 170. Longest field goal attempted. It was right off the bat, guys. It was Jake Elliott, 61-yarder, uh, attempted right off the bat. There were like four 59-yarders attempted this week. There was a bunch of 57 and 55-yarders. Uh, one game, there was two 59-yarders attempted, but um, it was Jake Elliott. And then Lonzo with Justin Tucker after you guys ridiculed me for picking Justin Tucker. I was like, it's him for sure. Nope. I don't think anybody ridiculed him, but 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 Byron does like to be hated on. This time, uh, it is what are you doing here, little kitty cat? Making the wrong start (laughs) by the closest man. Do you not remember this quote? What are you doing here, little kitty cat? Hold on. You should play it when, when you do this, if you have any time to edit this. We're more of a uh, start and finish, one post, no edit type of podcast. What do people want? You, right? It's not, yeah. I, I can any choice, right, in the matter. I would obviously edit to the professional quality that I'm capable of. But we've gotten a huge increase in our audience because it's not edited. People want this raw content. There you go. There you go. You've never seen this interview? And you know what? This is really what the people want. They want us to talk about watching a video. Well, you can edit this out. No, you you can't do that. This is what the niche market in the Mid-Atlantic is looking for. Um, Look, I'm going to go with the... Sorry, it goes to the team who wins by the closest margin or who loses and could have won by starting. No, no, no. It's just made the wrong start. Meaning you made you started the wrong player by the closest match. It can't be even. So point one, if you made a start, that's point one. There's probably gonna be multiple winners by point one, but who knows? Yeah, we uh wait, what? So I don't understand it. Don't edit this out. What what is it? So you made the wrong start, right? By the, by the closest margin. So you started a player that made that scored ten points, but someone on your bench scored ten point one, and so you should have started the ten point one. So it doesn't matter at all. No, it's just pure luck. Uh, but it also keeps you from trying to try. You know, the, you can't really try. You just have to hope you have two players that might score in the same range ish sort of yeah. thing. Without so people asked for random, and yeah. I tried. So that being right. said. I have never been more confident in a prediction. This is 100% going to be the Puxatani Pensive Parakeets. And one of the five players he just traded for is going to be the one who brings him on this money. Brilliant. And then it would be all worth it, though. I think he should have started Hunter Henry over Waller. But, you know, what do I know? Hunter Henry's number two tight end in the league right now. Now, for me, I have to say that it's probably going to be one of my players. Unfortunately, I am not in this contest, but all of my players are scoring about 
zero to point one. So it works. Let's just go with the, you know what? Let's go with the Droosh. And Marvin Mims is going to be outscored by, I don't know, someone on your fucking bench because this this makes no sense. Dude, I'm thinking 1.4 for Marvin Mims, 1.5 for Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell already has 1.5. So you figured it out. I did figure it out. I think that's it. I'm gonna actually go. I'm gonna yang a little bit here, right? Just a, a hair. I'm gonna say that Antonio Gibson scores 1.9 points, and somehow Devin A. Chain scores two points. I actually think there's going to be multiple winners. I think all three of us are going to get one of them. What happens any time? We split the we split the money. I mean, that's what happened last year. So we've had multiple ties in in side pot weeks. We used to have like I think there were kicker awards. There were like most. There's a bunch of ties, a whole bunch of ties. I this year there will be fewer ties. I, I purposefully made most of the awards so that there would be fewer ties. This is the one when I look back, I was like, ah, oh, this one. This one could be a tie. All right. Well, there you have it, boys. That's our podcast for the week. Thank you all for listening. And uh, if I can edit this, I probably won't. So good luck. I'm coming out of my draft and I've been doing just fine. Gotta, gotta do well because I want it all. It started out with a trade. How did it end up like this? It was only a trade. It was only a trade. Now I'm watching the game, but I'm scoring nothing. While he's dropping the ball, eight's running it back. Now they're both of my team and my stomach is sick. And it's all in my head, but it's winning it all. Just